0: Hi, John Cox with Covenant Solar and Roofing. You're tuned in to Only Roofers Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Only Roofers Podcast. My name's Elizabeth, and I'm here with my co-host, Vince. Hi, guys. We are interviewing John Cox from Covenant Roofing and Restoration out of Raleigh, North Carolina, correct?
0: Yep, Covenant Solar Solar and Roofing out of Raleigh, North Carolina.
1: Okay, go ahead. We are
0: actually located in nine different locations so we're, we're all over North Carolina we're all over North Carolina mm-hmm. we're in Fredericksburg Virginia, Louisville Kentucky, Houston Houston, Texas and Denver Colorado oh, wow. so
1: talk to us about how you got to Covenant
0: so how I got to Covenant was an interesting story in itself I was actually posting jobs on Indeed for the roofing company I was managing <laughs> And, um, and I saw their ad, and it spoke to me because they use a product called Culture Index to identify the work traits of the individuals that we hire. So right. wow. you, heard the, you heard the story, right person, right seat, yeah. Type right. Of thing? yeah. So this is a this is a product that we use. You may have you may have um, seen it under other labels like DISC or Myers yes. Briggs or Predictive mm-hmm. Index. So yeah. we use Culture Index. So we we very deliberately bring on people into the organization that fit a certain work trait. Wow. Uh, that's about five percent of the population. So we're putting nice. the right person into the right position in the organization so that they've got a good work-life balance and, and so that they don't feel exhausted by the end of the day by what they're doing. but feel energized. Yeah, they feel energized. And, yeah, it's, feel and energized.
2: it's industry-specific, meaning you find someone who will match your culture in your industry.
0: Yeah, for example, so my culture index uh, profile is, a, is an architect. Okay. So I'm good at command and control, uh, follow-up, follow-through, um, putting processes in place, finding the human capital to, to move that process, and then managing it and overseeing it, but allowing those people to go do their, their thing and their job based on their own culture index um, traits. For example, mm-hmm. I, I built a supplementing department um, in this company uh, and um, put the right people in the right position, let them do their thing, and within four months, they've clawed back about $1.2 million in supplements and appeal approvals. Wow. So. That's nice.
1: So let's talk a little bit about how you got started into the roofing industry as a whole. How'd you get started?
0: Wow, so when I was 17 years old in 1978, I was building cedar shake roofs in Omaha, Nebraska, as a teenager for a for a general contractor. So that's how I got started in roofing. So, wow. is,
1: how was that process, right? How uh, is it installing cedar shake well, roofs? That's pretty. It was 78. Yeah, yes, it was gruesome.
0: Yeah, you're right because it was all you know uh, space decking, um, you know two inch gaps. You're using that to basically as a ladder to walk your way up the roof. Wow. You're dragging bundles of raw cedar shake material wow. with a hand hatchet, and you were cutting them to the size and hand nailing
1: wow
0: oh right so that is
1: uh i don't know what better word for it but like yeah and with paper wow. felt
0: and you were layering them in, in between each course right wow. so it was very old school very old old way
2: how long did you do that for
0: i did that for two years and in 1980 i enlisted in the united states air force
2: You wow. said i found it an easier cool. job was yeah no well, not really i was an
0: air force crew chief on oh. f4 phantom so that wasn't much easier
1: what what made you enlist
0: um, so my father was a World War II veteran. Both of my grandfathers were World War One veterans. My thank oldest you brother service. was a Vietnam thank veteran. Thank you Thanks. and your family for yeah. your service. Yeah, thank you
1: guys for your service. Yeah. yeah.
0: And my son is, my son was a Marine as well. Oh, wow. So
2: yeah. So, and so, I'm retired but, Air Force. So, so the the military is the family business. Well, <laughs> no, not
0: really, because we all served. I'm actually the only member of my family going all the way back to the Revolution who ever served a full retirement. Wow. So everybody wow. else just served, did their thing, played their part, but I did the whole. I did the whole so day.
1: you did uh the military and you did roofing how I did. was that
0: so for the last well 13 years i, I retired from the military back in may of 2021
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, so I, I literally i could have served one more year i'm going to be 60 in april yeah and i could have served one more year in the, in the in the reserves of the guard but i decided to retire and i would i would go out of employment serve and then come back to my roofing career mm. um you know incrementally over 13 years of my last 13 years of my service and uh for me, it was kind of I use it as like a vacation because I'm not really driven to take vacations. So right. I'd be like, "Oh, I'm going to deploy. That'll be my vacation, right?" To oh get my gosh, <laughs> and, and <laughs> that's great! Then, then I come back and do my job that's in the great. roofing business. And I it love was, it. Yeah, it was great.
1: And you have kids?
0: I do. I have four kids. Um, two two grown children and then uh, a couple of high school kids still. Nice.
2: In the, are they in the roofing industry?
0: Actually, my son was in the roofing industry. Yeah, uh, in Omaha.
2: Nice. Yeah.
1: What uh, kind of drew you your son into it? it was oh my dad did it I should do it or well I was
0: I was doing it in Colorado and he was in Omaha and I said you know he was out of the Marine Corps and I said hey why don't you come out and work these storms I'll teach you how to how to work you know held held restoration damage you know and he came out in 2016 and and that's what we did and he, did, he helped out made so good money report. getting
2: back to your the, yeah. your hiring at, at Covenant in the culture and then finding the right people for the right position sure okay so do you think your... Profile as an architect and structure, so is that something that you think you've always had, or is that something the military gave you? Yeah,
0: actually, Culture Index will say that you've had that, you've had those traits since you were age twelve. Okay. developed by age twelve.
2: Gotcha. So yeah. not the military.
0: No, but the military will help you refine. So even though you're set a certain culture, and you, I'd I'd love to do one on you, Liz. No, send okay. Me, I'll, I'll send you a yes. Culture Index survey, right? <laughs> so. Um, so you'll you'll know what you are going forward. and it'll it'll match up to what who you who you know, already know you are. But you're able to to modify. We all modify to a certain degree, yeah. right. what we do, right? So Our you own may version. have had a late night, right? But you're here Peppy, yeah. on camera. Yeah, she's a
1: simple, very old lady, party. lady now. No, I'm married. Yeah, married. Married. Old lady. You know what it is? I I uh, have evolved.
0: You've evolved. We evolve. Yes, yes, that's right. She said that's, we're always
2: modifying. We're she's modifying. Yeah. We're
0: modifying who we are to and stretching some of those skills. Based on experience, I could and do age better here with
1: you today. Yeah, right. Like, yeah,
0: I, mean, <laughs> I want to sleep at seven, so I'm. I, I'm, hey, good. I'm right there. That <laughs> was like 10:30. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. You
1: guys, uh, really you've seen up later the night, I went to sleep really? at nine. That's
2: funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. So, so the culture index. So it's, it's you had it from 12, and now yeah, the military we all refine it.
0: Yeah, military helps refine it, and you know just other skills like, you know th- you hear things like situational leadership, and that's just coaching, or when to, when to know when to coach, when to know when to lean back, when to know when to engage. Based on the situation versus just one structure. Okay, process.
1: so but how do you structure your research and development phases, right? Because that's kind of why you're here today. You want to see what's next, right? Right. So now, when you take this information, how do you debrief yourself? How do you debrief your team? How do you present those opportunities and then strategize to execute?
0: Right. So I, when so I walk might, around, I might be
1: ex-military. No, you know that? <laughs> well, no, that's true because
0: because I I'm, I'm kind of the innovator in the company. I'm kind of the yeah. subject matter expert of roofing for the entire organization. You know, in a $30 million roofing operation, that's, you know, that covers yeah. a lot of people, yeah. right? Yeah,
1: it's a big boat to it's move. A, it's a big
0: boat to move. You just don't move it on a dime. So yeah. so some of the things that I look at, I've been looking at for a couple of years. For example, this this retail model within the insurance industry, right, yeah. that is right. gaining more traction. I've been watching that for a couple of years, and I've been gaining information. I have been I stay up at night, and I, I listen to podcasts, and I, you know, engage myself in those things. and okay. And so... I I develop that information, I try to bring as much detail to that as possible and then I can produce an uh, an executive summary and provide it to the, the upper leadership team and the owner. Right. That's and say, hey, this is something we need to start thinking about.
2: Here's two years of research is what I came back with. Right, or yeah. maybe
0: it's a week's worth of research, and this is something we need to move on now, right? right. It just depends yeah. on the situation, so I'm always looking for... Do you for think that fruit. is
1: a, uh, something that the industry should look forward? Um, I do. Okay.
0: Yeah, I do, because, again, somebody who did roofing back in the 70s, of course we worked storm damage back then in a very, very prehistoric way, right? So if you got hit with a hailstorm in Omaha, Nebraska in, in the late 70s, an adjuster would show up to the house, they never would get up on the roof they would basically just know that a storm happened they could see all the collateral damage around right. you know whatever they would they would hand write a check in the driveway hand it to them the deductibles were a hundred bucks or less sometimes and a cedar shake roof on a 30 square house was five thousand dollars no big mm. deal right
2: why do you think that's the, 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 what people should be looking forward to and not manage repair programs
0: well managed repair programs um
2: at scale meaning at, not here or there
0: well that's at scale i don't know i mean i know people do use them but at scale it, it's it, it restricts the the contractor from being able to correctly um repair what is broken based on the cost or or or, or the value of what that might so be. you think and, and that's reta- fair.
1: retail sales to restoration is better than joining an mrp
0: yeah i do i believe i believe the financing model within the insurance restoration is probably the direction that we all should be heading because do you have um, a
1: good financial? because we're program? not
0: we're not in a contract with oh. the insurance company correct. right right so contract
1: with the homeowner we're
0: in a contract with the homeowner with the contractors. And, the, and the insurance carrier is in a contract with the homeowner correct where do we fit into that
1: yeah the homeowner the homeowner correct right
0: but that's that's a difficult
1: do you guys have a very uh specific way to educate your clients into the the insurance claims process what does that look like for you
0: well it's it's probably similar to what the rest of the industry does we obviously engage the customer through door knocking or through referrals all the normal all the normal engagement paths right. but you know once you've actually made your assessment of the roof um, you know you sit down with them you just you really have to have a frank conversation across the table with them and mm. explain all their options explain all the pitfalls of of uh, how the insurance carrier is, is giving you an estimate which is basically an uneducated third party um, who isn't a construction expert deciding what is what is damaged on the, on the home and what its approximate value is. Mm-hmm. As construction experts, we have to get down to where it actually is the cost. What's broken, what's it gonna take to fix it, what's cost, right? right. How, does, then,
1: how does a huge company like yours now start to pivot? Like what, what can even be next steps for someone who already has a large successful organization within our mm-hmm. industry, right? How can we actually execute on that?
0: Well, I mean, there's, there's other things coming too, right? So there's other ways of leveraging financing, other ways of leveraging uh, resources and money out there in the industry, right? That's gonna be coming, I, I, I'm certain of it, because uh, I've, I've, heard, I've heard you know messaging of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the challenges is AR, right? receivable because we're not in Always. a contract. We're not Always. in a contract with the insurance carrier. Correct. So we're waiting for them to to identify their customers so that we can get paid. Exactly. We right. can take some of that that load off of of you know people that we don't have any control over, and allow the customer to have control of that money, where we get paid sooner, mm-hmm. whether it be through financing or some other avenue. Mm-hmm. Right then we'll all be in a much better position because this is speed to money we're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Right? That's what makes business move.
1: Yeah. And the thing that I've heard that really just affects contractors in a very negative way is such a high AR yeah. and still that accounts payable is not changing, like you still got to pay your bills. Still got to
0: pay your bills. Yeah. So
1: it's just being ready to get ready for that next shift in the industry. Yeah. What's kind of like your final tip to everyone on how to watch those numbers closely and be ready to move?
0: Uh, keep an open mind. Um, I was in a couple focus groups while I've been here, and I, you know, again, you know, you've got old school roofers, we all meet them, right? Yep. Yeah. I might be an old school roofer, but I'm very open minded and very open to innovation, right? Yeah. And so I kept, kept myself grounded in that. That's
1: my favorite type. I love yeah. my favorite type of roofing contractor to work with when it comes down to a business end is an old school roofer who's open minded. Yeah. Because you have the experience, you have the knowledge, and you have the depth. Right. in the industry yeah. and then you're willing to so adapt and, and change, and change. Move. Yes. that is the most strategic lethal combination of someone who can dominate take takeover yeah. anything you do in the industry yeah. yeah so those are the people that personally mentor me you know oh, and yeah. i've learned yeah. a lot from uh yeah. you and all of our different interactions we've had over the years so yeah, yeah. thank you so much for you're coming welcome. on the show Thanks. Thanks and, for and, and yeah. sharing thank your knowledge you. with us thank we you. appreciate you so much thank you are welcome Thank My you pleasure. all for watching another episode of the Only Roofers podcast. Catch you guys on the next one. See you guys.
0: <laughs>